Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
I die, 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 I
it's the end. It's been a good life, but it's the end. Where is my son Simo that came to see me from California? Hello, Papa. Goodbye, Simo. <laughs> Simo, my son, it's the end. Don't say that, Papa. It's not the end. Even at the end, my own son is telling me what to say. <laughs> Simo, my boy, believe me, it's the end. All right, Papa, I believe you. It's the end. Simo, I liked it better when you were arguing with me. <laughs> Papa, is there anything I can get for you? Yes. One thing before I go. I would like one piece of Mama's delicious apple strudel. It's my last wish. I'll get it for you, Papa. What else could a man want but the taste of Mama's apple strudel on his lips when he goes? <laughs> I'm a lucky man. I'm back, Papa. Oh, good. The apple strudel. No, Papa. I didn't get it. Mama says you can't have any. What do you mean? Can't have any. She said the strudel is for after the funeral. <laughs> JM in the AM, 6.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, and uh, what a way to wake up, huh? With one of the great comedy segments for the month of Adar. It's Tuesday, March 12th, the fifth day in the month of Adar 2. The year 5779. Believe it or not, a week from tomorrow, Tanis Esther, a week from Thursday, the amazing holiday of Purim. How great is that, huh? Oh, yes, it's great, all right. You heard Nigun Cheshek, done by Eitan Katz, brand new, off of Ashreka. Manasseh was Yoni Z, Rogers Park had Ufarats. The Medley C came from Simcha Liner's Project Relax, Israeli edition. Eighth day had Samach, and of course, Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's 34 degrees outside with 48% humidity. Winds in northwest at 8 miles an hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 46. Then tonight, clear skies and a low of 30. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high temperature of 48 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 66. We're at 34 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. It is now official. One week from today, we will be at the... Uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, will be there in Livingston, New Jersey, Tuesday, one week from today, the day before Tanis Esther, with so much to talk about and so much incredible um, spirit and such an incredible spirit to celebrate. As we get closer and closer to Purim, we're going to be celebrating with the students at the Kushner schools. We'll be in Livingston, New Jersey, a week from today. It is 100% official. We are very, very excited about it. We are on the road yet again. Thank you to our friends at uh, Aaron's Casino Farms who always are there for us when we uh, hit the road. And um, we will be there again Tuesday, starting very early in the morning and going 
till past 9 a.m., I predict, with amazing conversations, some great school spirit, and a wonderful way to go into the holiday of Purim uh, with some of the incredible youth of the Jewish community of this area. So listen around the world, everybody, or everybody listening around the world. Uh, a week from today, a unique and wonderful visit to the Kushner schools in Livingston, New Jersey. We are very much looking forward to it. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. After all, it is the month of Adar. How could it not be fun? JM in the AM at 28 minutes before 7 a.m. I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, today, Rabbi Simcha Scholar is going to join us. Today's a big day for High Lifeline. Today is a big day for High Lifeline. And Rabbi Scholar is going to join us coming up. I recommend you pay careful attention to this, uh, to this radio broadcast because uh, you will learn a lot and uh, you will be inspired. I just have a feeling. That's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook. If you're not a, a Facebook follower, check out facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Check out all of our uh, social media. Oh, and by the way, if you do not, if you do not receive in your inbox on Mondays our newsletter, if you do not receive our newsletter on Mondays, Make sure to um, make sure to uh, email Avrami af at nachumsegel.com af at nachumsegel.com. He will make sure to get you that newsletter on a weekly basis. Oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of schools, I shouldn't forget that within the hour, just about forty-five minutes from now, Elliot Weiselberg with the uh, with the championships. That's right. We'll have a recap of some of the amazing Yeshiva League championships that took place. I spoke with the commissioner of the league the other day, and he was telling me how incredible every championship game was. So we'll talk about that coming up. And the Sarachek tournament begins on Thursday, the high school tournament. We'll see if we can get a preview on here at uh, JM and the Ambotis. So much to do. It's unbelievable. Uh, we just did brand new Aton Cats. We have extended an invitation to Aton Cats to get into the studio. So don't worry about that. I know a lot of people are very anxious to hear him in this forum on a weekday morning, so we hope to do that. There's just a lot going on, to say the least. Anyway, more coming up. It's Tuesday with Yaakov Shweki. It's JM in the AM.
קרוב אליי, רציתי שנהיה חברים. אני, אתה וכל העם הזה, אולי נחדש את הקשרים. אולי לא מדברים אותה שפה בכלל, הכובע והצבע לא דומים. כי אנחנו משפחה אחת, זה חיבור שקיים לעולמים. כי כולנו לב
Hello? Hello? Is the gypsy of the house in? <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood gypsy. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Madame Boite, internationally famous clairvoyant, fortune teller, mystic, palmist, astrologer, and caterer. <laughs> caterer? Yeah. On Fridays, I make fortune cookies. <laughs> now, how may I sign you with my supernatural powers? Well, I'm not really sure. Don't be bashful, darling. I also read cards, tea leaves, bumps on the head, crystal balls, in Sahabla Espanol. Well, maybe you can help me. I must contact my dear departed grandmother. Can you hold us youngs and bring her back so that I can talk to her? Let me ask a question. You got five dollars? <laughs> yes, I do. Then I'll get in touch with her immediately. <laughs> Could you please hurry, madam? I'm very anxious to speak to my grandmother. Just a second, lady. After all, I haven't got a direct line. Besides, I haven't summoned the spirits yet. Quiet. Hello, <laughs> Can you hear me? Grandmother, come on down. Hello, granddaughter. Oh, you've contacted her. You did it. Is that you, Grandmother? Yes, it's me, my dear grandchild. How are you, Grandmother? Very well, thank you. Is that really you, Grandmother? Yes, it's really me. Then tell me one thing, Grandmother. Anything, my child. When did you learn to speak English? <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. A Tuesday morning during the month of Adder 2. <laughs> As uh, we continue with some of our great comedy segments. Before that, you heard the uh, Yerachmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir selection, Tfila Schuppa. Yaakov Shweki had one heart here at um, J.M. in the A.M. That came from the uh, album entitled Musica. Uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. I want to thank those who comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Trucker Yitz says, good morning, y'all. It's still nighttime, according to the view out the window. It's dark outside in the Catskills. We still get freezing overnight, but getting warmer by daytime. Yeah, well, with this uh, daylight saving time, this is what happens now. Uh, the sunrise is much later than we're used to, and the sunset is much later than we're used to. How many people left work yesterday and couldn't believe that it was still daylight outside. Yeah, that's a typical reaction when we start daylight saving time. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM. More brand new music from Eight Ton Cats at JM in the AM. 
I don't know about you boys, but I've got laryngitis. J.M. in the A.M. with another great Adar comedy segment. <laughs> that one's called The Military 
Patrol. Before that, you heard the uh, David Perlman selection, Modim. Ashrecha was brand new from Eitan Katz. It's JM in the AM with a Tuesday broadcast. 34 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high of 46. We mentioned that Eitan Katz now has an official invitation to come in and debut the brand new album. That's right, an official debut. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, target a date and get him in here at JM and the AM, which will be really cool. I want to thank Steve Sidero for being here yesterday. If you missed it, any of our conversation from uh, yesterday's broadcast, it was very inspiring about being involved and uh, taking the uh, the time and expending the energy and resources to really help out a great Jewish cause. If you missed the conversation, check it out in the archive section of NahumSiegel.com. You'll be glad you did. Coming up in about 15, yeah, 15 to 20 minutes from now, it's our Yeshiva League sports update. The reason this one is even more significant than usual is because um, this Yeshiva League sports update is um, going to focus on some of the championship games that took place over the last week or so. And uh, trust me when I say that those championship games were extremely, extremely exciting. How exciting? Well, Elliot Weiselberg will will um, describe the entire scenario and scenarios to you coming up here at um, a jam in the AM. But I think that um, to say that every championship game ended in spectacular fashion is an understatement. Uh, you know that our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms are responsible for us uh, hitting the road and uh, for such an amazing journey to Israel. It, it gives me great pleasure to wish a mazel tov to Aaron's Casino Farms because they, in Queens, on Casino Boulevard, have had somewhat of an expansion. What do I mean? I mean that um, when you walk into Aaron's uh, this week, they are getting set to open up the Hava Java, or the Hava Java, uh, which is an amazing, uh, an amazing franchise location that has uh, great coffee, wonderful snacks, uh, fantastic lunch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's right there in the store. Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard is offering you and everybody some Hava Java uh, when you shop over at Aaron's. So check it out and enjoy. And I remind you that NSN on the road in Israel last week was sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. You'll be glad you did. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Have you noticed the numbers on the Kosher Halftime Show from 2019? Shattered every prior Kosher Halftime Show record, I'm proud to say. We did something right, that's for sure. If you missed it, if you haven't seen it yet, go to Kosher Halftime Show 2019 on YouTube or Facebook. You'll be entertained during this month of Adar. That I can guarantee you. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio. 1 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. 
גלי צהל מירושלים, השעה אחת שלום רב, כנועם אבירם עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ניסיון פיגוע סמוך לחברון, לפני דקות ספורות, מחבל הסתער לעבר עמדה צבאית, ובה חיילי צהל, וניסה לדקור את הלוחמים. הכוחות הגיבו במהירות ונטרלו אותו. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש מוסר כי אין נפגעים לכוחותינו. שיבושים קשים ברכבת ישראל, ועד העובדים עצר את תנועת הרכבות במשך מספר דקות. ראש הממשלה נתניהו קרא לעובדים להפסיק את השביתה, כתבנו אליאב בטיטו. לאחר שלא הצליחו לגשר על הפערים, השביתו העובדים את כל תנועת הרכבות ברחבי הארץ במשך מספר דקות. זהו היום השלישי בו מבוטלים קווי הרכבת לוד ראשונים, חיפה כרמיאל וחיפה באר שבע, כחלק ממחאה על סידור העבודה החדש לנהגים. ראש הממשלה נתניהו צייץ בטוויטר, ניסנקורן יחזיר את המדינה לכלכלה הסתדרות, אלא שאנחנו מפרסמים לראשונה כי מי שלקח חלק בדיון בין הצדדים הוא לא אחר מאשר חבר מרכז הליכוד, פנחס עידן. ופנחס עידן הגיב על הטענות ביומן הצהריים עם אמיר איבגי, ואמר, רק ניסיתי לגשר. ועד העובדים ביקש לנסות שאני אגשר ביניהם. Mm-hmm. אין לי שום תפקיד ואין לי שום סמכות, כי מטעם ההסתדרות. ביקשו ממני ועד העובדים. דיברו, התחננו שאני אבוא וננסה לגשר. כשראיתי זה מתחכה במלחמות אגו בין שני הצדדים, ישבתי הצידה. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה סבור שאין לפסול את מועמד חדש תע"ל עופר כסיף מהתמודדות בבחירות. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. מנדלבליט טוען כי לא הצטברה מסה ראייתית קריטית שמחייבת את פסילתו של כסיף. עוד נכתב בעמדת היועץ כי הוא מסתייג מהתבטאויות רבות שלו, ביניהן התבטאויות על חיילי צה"ל והשוואות הנוגעות לנאציזם. לאחר שוועדת הבחירות פסלה את התמודדותו, מחר השאלה הזו תונח בפני שופטי בית המשפט העליון. שר האוצר כחלון מאיים, אם תוכנית מחיר למשתכן תבוטל, מחירי הדירות יעלו ב-20%. כך הוא נשמע בהקלטות מתוך כנס כולנו בחולון אתמול, שהגיע אל כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי הנביא. ומי שהוא לא יודע שפועלים כוחות אדירים נגדנו כדי שאני לא אהיה שר שני תושבי רמת גן נעצרו בחשד שפרצו לחשבונות בנק פרטיים וגנבו עשרות אלפי שגלים. כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. השניים בני 18 ו-20 פעלו בשיטה בה שלחו מסרונים ללקוחות הבנק, בהם נדרשו לעדכן את פרטי החשבון. בהמשך החשודים השתמשו במידע על מנת למשוך כספים ממספר כספומטים ברמת גן וגבעתיים. מעצרם הוארך בבית משפט השלום בתל אביב עד יום חמישי. בשעה זו מתקיים הטקס לזכרה של יונה עטרי, בתיאטרון הקאמרי. הזמרת והשחקנית, אחת הכוכבות הגדולות בשנות החמישים והשישים בישראל, נפטרה אתמול בגיל שמונים וחמש. אחותה גלי עטרי סיפרה לכתבתנו תמר ליכטינגר על דמותה המיוחדת. היא הייתה בן אדם טוב, היא הייתה בן אדם רחב לב, היא עזרה לכל האחים והחיות של המשפחה. בשבילי היא עדיין דוגמה ומופת לכל דבר טוב שצריך לעשות בחיים, ולשאוף אליו. עושה הכל כדי להגשים את החלומות שלה. נפרדים מיונה עטרי, מזג האוויר עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות ויעשה חם מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
I understand you were on the continent. That's right. Did you get to Rome? Certainly. Well, what did you think of the Colosseum? All right, if you like modern. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. It's the month of Adar. Gotta laugh. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday. The um, uh, selection you just heard, Peretz Chain with Baruch Hashem. Eitan Katz opened up the hour with Ki Karov off the brand-new album entitled Ashrecha here at JM in the AM. Well, we've been telling you that the uh, Yeshiva League sports update today is going to be filled with incredible information about some incredible championship games, and we are set for it. At 17 minutes after the hour, it is time for Elliot Weiselberg to bring us up to date on everything that's been going on over the last few days in Yeshiva League sports. It's the JM and the AM Yeshiva League Sports Update here on a uh, Tuesday morning. And I thank you so much for tuning in for all the excitement. Here it is, Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update at JM and the AM. Thanks, Nachum. The winter sports season has drawn to a close, but not without more fireworks that March Madness has brought us this year. Straight ahead, on the Tuesday morning JM and the AM Sports Update, the girls' basketball leagues end in perfection, and the boys' basketball leagues end in two instant classics. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weisselberg. A week after two of the most exhilarating and longest hockey finals in recent memory, the boys' basketball championships this Sunday did their best to outdo that. The JV final kicked off the festivities from the Maxstern Athletic Center with a rematch from the 2017 finals between two number three seeds, Mag and David and TABC. The teams traded runs throughout the matchup with Mag and David holding a four-point advantage after the first, TABC a four-point advantage after the second, and Mag and David a four-point lead heading into the fourth. In the final quarter, TABC down three. Sophomore Noam Kinderlehrer and Daniel Gopin would put TABC back on top. TABC would hold the lead until just under 30 seconds to go when Megan David sophomore Joe Sultan was fouled going up for a shot. Sultan would hit both free throws to give the Warriors a 36-35 lead. TABC would have two opportunities for the win, but a missed three-pointer and a stolen inbounds pass would seal the deal for the Warriors, who take home their second championship in three years. Sultan took home the MVP honors, scoring 14. 
In the varsity final, Mac and David would attempt the sweep as the top-seeded Warriors took on the West number 3 seed Heschel Heat. A 17-16 Warrior lead at the half, Mag and David senior Rage Ajati would drop 7 of Mag and David's 11 points in the third, but the Heat would equal the task, scoring 11 of their own to keep it a one-point game heading into the fourth quarter. The lead would balloon back out to six with the Warriors holding a 36-30 lead halfway through when junior Ricky Sutton took the heat on his back, scoring the Heat's final 10 points of the game. With Mag and David leading 42-40 with five seconds to go, Sutton inbounded the ball, received it back, drove the lane, got the bucket and the foul to tie the game. He would go to the line and hit the free throw for the game winner as Heschel took home its first varsity basketball championship 43-42. Sutton was named MVP, tying with Jajati for a game-high 16 in the win. In girls' basketball, neither game was particularly close. The Hafter Hawks completed a perfect season in dominating fashion, defeating the SAR Sting in the JV Championship 54-35. The Hawks held a 23-8 score at the half and never looked back, capping off a 12-0 undefeated campaign. The SAR Varsity girls would have better luck than their JV counterparts, defeating Frisch 59-43. The win gives SAR its third championship in four years, returning to the top after losing to Frisch, the eventual champion, in the semifinals last year. Junior Samantha Horowitz took home the MVP trophy, scoring 25 in the win. With that, we officially conclude the winter sports season for the 2018-2019 school year. The sports update will return in two weeks' time, where we will turn the page to the spring calendar, unveiling soccer, baseball, softball, and girls' hockey through the end of the school year. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Thank you. 
I why did you die? I why why did you die? Why did oh, you pardon die? Me, pardon me, sir, but I've been watching you here at the grave for over a half hour. I guess the deceased was a close relative. No, I never met him. I why did you die? Why did you uh, die? I beg your pardon, sir. You say you never met him and you carry on like this. Then tell me, who is buried here? My wife's first husband. Why did you Sam in the AM, one of our favorites of all the odd dark comedy segments here on a, a Tuesday morning. Uh, before that, Hayom, done by Mordechai Shapiro, of course. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up and plenty more. Rabbi Simcha Scholar joins us at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock. Lots to talk about regarding High Lifeline. We'll speak with him coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, a week from today, we're at the Kushner Schools, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston, New Jersey. And boy, are we looking forward to it. We love school shows. And a week from today, we'll be at Kushner in Livingston. And um, we'll have an opportunity to start celebrating Purim. It's the day before Tanis Esther. Why not? I'm sure that Purim spirit is going to be uh, in full gear over at Kushner on Tuesday of next week. So make sure to tune in. Should be a lot of fun. And we are very much looking forward to it. That's happening uh, next week right here at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. L- uh, Trucker Yitz, eight days until spring, says uh, sell, says Yitzhak in Silver Spring, Maryland. He says it's 35 degrees right now in Kemp Mill, Silver Spring. And I thank everybody who checks in on the app and everybody out there who's tuned in around the world. Much appreciated to say the least. Uh, NSN on the road in Israel last week is brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms. Don't forget to uh, take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. Pretty amazing Aaron's Casino Farms. We congratulate them because Hava Java, Hava Java is opening this week at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. So check it out and enjoy. They've got a uh, really a remarkable... An incredible store over there. I hope you've had an opportunity to be there. Tuesday morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zevin Biosov Alevi, and Lezechonishmas Esther Basar Biosov Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Medrash, a Torah scholar, a Tamil Chacham, that does not have Das, understanding, is worse than a Nevela. A Nevela is the carcass of an animal that has not been shechted properly. How can a Tamil Chacham, who is an individual that should know and should understand, what does it mean that he lacks understanding? Isn't that in itself necessary for him to become the Tamil Chacham? The Ma'ashor and Sanhedrin tells us that what does it mean understanding? What does Das mean? It means that the person can recognize that everything that happens in this world is according to Ashkocha Pratis, the divine providence of Hashem, and that everything that happens in our lives is Hashkocha. The Tamur Chacham, who understands the learning, who knows the Torah, but does not understand this concept and does not see the moving hand of providence always in his life, 
So that individual already is worse because of their elevated knowledge of Torah and their lack of understanding of Hashem's presence in this world, that person is considered to be worse than the Nevela. The Tamun Chacham that understands the power of Hashkocha Pratyas, of the Divine Providence, that individual certainly will know that everything that happens in this world happens because of Hashem. He will then pray on his own behalf and certainly on behalf of Klal Yisroel. We find that Moshe Rabbeinu waited until Hashem called him to enter into the Oel Moed, the tent of meeting. He didn't think to himself, I have plenty of schuyos. I did a lot of great things in Klal Yisrael. Therefore, I can enter by myself without being called first. By Moshe Rabbeinu waiting until he was called, it showed that he realized everything in this world is according to Ashkocha Pratyas. We keep this in mind and realize that each and every day we pray for Hashem's protection, His divine providence and guidance throughout our lives. The great Rabbi Chaim of Brisk once said, If you ever see me, that I get all wrapped up in my learning, that I'm all excited and enthusiastic, and I may be stressing a point, and I may be too excited, at that moment, please give a tug on my coat and remind me, Ein od milvado, there is none other besides him. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
in the AM. Great brand new one from Aton Cats. We have invited Aton Cats to our studio. We're trying to come up with a date and get him in here to debut the album officially. That is uh, Ashrecha, the name of the album. Song is entitled Nigun Cheshek here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning on this March 12th, the 5th of Adar 2. Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on this uh, Tuesday morning. A week from today, we're at the Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey. We love school shows. There's nothing like a school jam in the AM show right before Purim. They are going to be, no doubt, in the Purim spirit uh, in the midst of an amazing Purim week with Tanis Esther Wednesday and Purim on Thursday and Shushan Purim on Friday at the Kushner Schools. So we will uh, be there a week from today broadcasting, meeting the people, having fun, 
And uh, we'll be doing this all the way in Livingston, New Jersey, with our friends at uh, the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Kushner Yeshiva and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston. Uh, AJA Carpool number 255 is going to the Prisma Conference to hear the Kid Squire. That's the latest that we've learned from the NSN app. Thank you, Mr. Carpool 255. I have a feeling I know who that is, <laughs> just based on the screen name. Uh, a lot of great people down there in Atlanta, as we learned during the whole Kosher Halftime Show experience. And uh, they continue to listen in every single day here at JM and the AM, which we greatly appreciate. JM Rewind at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM, with highlights of our programming from Israel from last week when we were brought to you on the road by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. So that's coming up uh, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time with JM Rewind. Avrami will host a live lunch at 11 a.m. from Israel, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So get ready for that. Check out our community calendar online. Uh, the Women's Circle Hamantaschen Bake from the New Jersey Center for Jewish Life is up there for tomorrow. Uh, the Last Yiddish Heroes uh, presentation in New Brunswick, New Jersey is up there for tomorrow night. Uh, Park East Day School has their Grand Purim extravaganza this coming Sunday. The Zusha Purim Festival is on March 20th. Uh, the Purim in Israel, quote-unquote, Festival is happening at the New Jersey Center for Jewish Life on March 20th. March 27th, the dessert reception for JNF's work with special needs and disabilities. And on March 31st at Town Hall, Yishai Rebo is live in concert in New York. All this information is on the community calendar at NahumSiegel.com. Go to NahumSiegel.com slash community calendar. You will see exactly what I am talking about. Who's coming to the APAC conference from Israel? We'll have that story next from the Jerusalem Post if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
What is it? <laughs> what could I do for you? This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see? And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn, and now I found this old ticket. And I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance. Oh, I get it. You're that fella from Candid Camera. <laughs> No, 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 sir. Honestly, look, look, here's the ticket. Let me see it. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years. Not. No, please, sir. No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore. I know it's ridiculous, but please, take a look in the back. All right, all right. I'll look. I'll be right back. This is very embarrassing. But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to. How can I be foolish enough to think that after seven years, that they would still... Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes? You're not gonna believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half soles, leather heels, and metal tips? Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday. J.M. in the A.M. Funny every time, huh? Funny every time. Tuesday morning in this month of Adar, the 5th of Adar 2, with our Adar comedy segments. 13 minutes before the hour, 34 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 46. Hope things are good wherever you are around the world. And thanks for tuning in to J.M. in the A.M. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, now Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, NSN on the road in Israel last week, which you'll hear part of at nine o'clock this morning during JM Rewind, sponsored by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure to take Aaron's on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs, and we thank them for all their amazing support. Much appreciated, that's for sure. Uh, oh, and all, Aaron's, don't forget, is opening up this week. Hava Java. When you walk into Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, you will see Hava Java. A beautiful franchise with uh, wonderful drinks and great things to eat. Hava Java comes to Aaron's Casino Farms. Look for it this week at Aaron's in uh, Queens, New York. And we wish them a mazal tov on that. Well, I told you that uh, the Jerusalem Post has some information regarding what's happening at the APAC conference um, right after Purim. Blue and White's candidate for Prime Minister Benny Gans confirmed that he will deliver a keynote speech at APAC on March the 25th, that's that Monday after Purim, uh, Gantz's spokeswoman said he will use his speech to emphasize that if he wins the election, he will, quote, work to rebuild the relationship with American jury and ensure that Israel will once again enjoy the support of its friends across the spectrum in the U.S. The spokeswoman said that as prime minister, Gantz would strengthen and deepen the strategic relationship with the U.S. in both foreign and defense policy with a focus on counterterrorism. Prime Minister Netanyahu, Labor Leader Avi Gabay, and New Right Co-Chair Naftali Bennett will also speak. Bennett scheduled to speak Sunday, Netanyahu, on Tuesday, the 26th of March. Netanyahu is expected to meet with President Trump during his visit to Washington. There's been talk of the White House setting up a state-like dinner in honor of the visiting Israeli Prime Minister. Unclear if Gantz will hold diplomatic meetings while in Washington. Trump is unlikely to agree to a meeting with any of the other candidates while Netanyahu is in town. Two weeks ago, the president said that while he was not familiar with the corruption probes against Netanyahu, he has, quote, done a great job 
as prime minister. He's tough, he's smart, he's strong, Trump said in reply to a question from a reporter from an Israeli media outlet. He's very defensive. His military has been built up a lot. They buy a lot of equipment from the U.S., and they pay for it. Those are some of the things that President Trump has said recently about Prime Minister Netanyahu and the current Israeli government. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM, Rabbi Simcha Scholar is going to join us. We'll talk about High Lifeline and why today and tomorrow are such important days for High Lifeline. That'll be coming up here at JM in the AM. So keep it right here, everybody. This is Mordechai Ben David. Shalom. Ve'ish mi shamkor. 
May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's Telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M., our Odd Dark Comedy segments. Oh, yes, always putting a smile on everyone's faces. Before that, you heard the Marvin Basimcha done by the New York Boys Choir. Mortal Heaven Davis classic was uh, before that one. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And it is a great pleasure and an honor uh, to welcome the uh, the leader. Yeah, I don't know what his official title is, but we're calling him the leader of High Lifeline. By the way, uh, those of you who wonder if, um, if some of the um, well-known Jewish magazines uh, feature high-quality articles and cover stories. I'd call your attention to this past 
week's Mishpacha magazine, or Mishpacha, depending on how you pronounce it, magazine, which has a cover story on the um, leader of High Lifeline, and that is Rabbi Simcha Scholar. And if you take a look at that, uh, at that article, and if you listen to this conversation, you will learn a lot about the organization and its history and what it does for so many around the world now in 2019. Rabbi Simcha Scholar, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's a real, always a pleasure to be here. And um, it's exciting to be here because uh, you are truly the, uh, the heartbeat of the Jewish community, and it's, uh, it's great. I it's appreciate that very much. If I'm the heartbeat, you're the lifeline, according to Mishbacha Magazine. <laughs> you know, I-, I learned a couple of things, and you may be shocked because this conversation, as you know, could start from a million different directions. But let me say a couple of things that I think are so important to note. Number one, I, and I bet many, many others did not realize that camp came before High Lifeline, meaning your first goal was to get a camp experience, one that has been lauded, rightfully so, uh, since then, all those years ago, to get a camp experience, whatever it was, eight, nine kids, was small, obviously, compared to what you do now, and it wasn't Camp Simcha the way it is now. But that was your first initial entree into doing something for children and families who've been struck by terrible illness. And of course, as you would suspect, anybody who's been observing for the last many decades would have thought it was the opposite, that High Lifeline, this service began, and then part of it was the evolution of this camping experience. How significant is it that the kernel of the entire effort started with a small summer camp experience? That's a very interesting question. Um, I mean, it's it's extraordinarily significant. I mean, it, the it was purely altruistic that we started with a camp uh, for children with cancer. Actually, that's how we started, um, and it was kind of a nice thing to do. Right. And then we began to learn about the needs of these kids and their families the whole, and their families and the whole and the whole aspect of a sick child. And that was a brand new thing for our community. And for the world community to really focus in not just on the client, on the patient, but to focus in on the family. And this progressive way of doing things really changed the way how the Jewish community looks at uh, difficult situations, mm-hmm. illness or, or abuse or many, many things that uh, many people have told me that because of our um, maybe chutzpah uh, 32 years ago. Tenacity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, you can say what you like, but the tenacity and chutzpah, Baruch Hashem, but a lot of, a lot of help from the from the one above. Uh, we we began to put the issues and the problems and the situations of the Jewish community on the table to be able to for ev- for all of us, you know, to address it. You know, How thir- long was that summer camp? How many days? Was it a week, a month? What was it? It was a week. Maybe a week? It was a week. And by the way, as an aside, did not mean to interrupt you, but as an aside, did not shock me to read in that article that Ronnie Greenwald was involved. Because when it came to revolutionary stuff in our community, camp and beyond, his name was always attached to it. It was a very, and and, and I'll tell you, it was a privilege. Um, I think it was three years ago, uh, we dedicated the shul in Camp Simcha in memory of Shlomo Zakheim. Right. Um, who was also one of big, the yeah. one of the one of the mainstays of of, of High Lifeline, uh, and um, he came as a family guest, and I had the opportunity then. Meaning to Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie came as a family guest of the of the of the Zakheims, and I had the opportunity to publicly thank him. Mm. And it really, we I had tears in my eyes, and he had tears in his eyes. I, I probably was the only person in the room that understood what he did 
and he had naches because he saw what what he helped create, and there were so many projects actually in, in the Jewish community yeah, that started, uh, you know, through Ronnie's um, help. But back and, to Chai, and, and yeah. chutzpah and tenacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good man. He was yeah. a very special man, and uh, and and he's wet, and he's sorely missed. Yep, he's sorely missed. And but so this is what happened, you know. So we we started with eight kids, and then we began to learn all about uh, the needs of uh, of a sick child and their families, and we began to open up the Jewish community's eyes to being able to deal with this stuff. We took the age-old Bikacholim visiting the sick, and we professionalized it, and we and we created uh, you know alliances with hospitals, with doctors, uh, and we've we are intentionally uh, inclusive to every member of the community. Uh, Payus and ponytails are, are, are equal by us, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't really make a difference who you are, as long as you know you're part of the community. So this probably uh, one of the reasons for your success, by the way, open to everybody. So this is, um, you know, this thank God is, uh, you know, from a from a altruistic uh, project, it became a movement um, where hundreds of thousands of families already have been have been affected. Uh, where the innovative programs have have encompassed every aspect of illness from the from the beginning uh, diagno- of the diagnosis, navigating through the difficulties of the hospital to being taken care of the child and then taking care of the family, the, in the psychosocial, recreational, financial um, way. To God forbid, if geographical, the, all the families that need to travel to different places correct, that you correct, have to facilitate, correct, correct. and if you know, God forbid, if uh, Someone, you know, if, if the children die, we have Project High, who's right. become a, a life-changing, um, community-changing experience. So, thank God, I've I've, I've been privileged to um, to be the head of this incredible organization. All right, Rabbi Simcha uh, Scholars here, founder of High Lifeline. Again, I don't mean to interrupt, but from a hundred different angles, we could we can continue this conversation. I know that today is a very important day for the organization because at twelve noon Eastern time, a, a major campaign is kicking off. We will get to it, but. Indulge me for a moment. In the introduction from Mishpacha magazine about their article about you, it speaks about, uh, I believe it's the Klosenberger Rebbe, right? I'm looking at it right now. I just want to make sure I get it right. Who says that chesed has to be exact. You have to deal with someone in a very specific manner. If they, if they ask for a Coke, don't bring them a Pepsi. And I think that from this conversation, it's one of the most important lessons that we could, we can teach both myself and this audience that, the, that one who is in a difficult health situation is, is, <laughs> has to be taken care of and dealt with in such a careful manner. And we, thank God as healthy people generally, do not realize that always. And we think that things that we say and, things and, um, and gestures that we make, bringing in Pepsi, because what's the difference between one and the other, right, uh, might be good enough. But that's not how this needs to be approached. We have to make sure, because of the situation that they're in, to service them in exact a manner as he described as possible. Maybe you can give us an even better example, but I think it's an important point. I, I think that is really the signature of chesed, and that's the personality of Chai Lifeline. What the Kloisenberger Rebbe told me, and he was very precise, Pepsi and Coke. Right. He said those words. What he really meant is that it's not what's good for the giver, because a, a lot of times people go in to a hospital and then they say, you know, I came here to do chesed and there's nobody sick. 
So instead of maybe reflecting, say, thank God there's nobody sick in the hospital. Let me go home. <laughs> so the chesed, the kindness, is not just for me. It's for, it's for, it's for doing it for someone else and for the sake of, of God and for the sake of the Almighty. So it's doing what's good for the, for the recipient of the, of the chesed, of the kindness. And that's very, very important. It's not what's only good for me. It's what is important. What do they need? It's not at all what's good for me. What do they need? You what know, do they need? And 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 it's and it's and that's and that and that's critical. And it's very very difficult when you do a lot of it, but like you do with like with Chai Lifeline does. We deal with five and a half, almost fifty eight hundred families a day, and to make sure that every person that needs a coke gets a coke. Uh, that's a very very difficult thing. But if that is the signature and the personality of who we are, then it gets done. And that's really and that's really critical for anyone that does any type of goodness. Do what's needed. Do what's needed, even though sometimes what's needed is not the most uh, fanfare-like and it's mm-hmm. not the most public thing that's great, but that's what's needed. Allow me to expound on this for a moment with you as a sounding board. Therefore, when a family or a patient declares that they do not want visitors, declares that outside of those who they really need, the relatives and people like yourself who are there to really help them along this process, they don't want to see anybody. The people in the Hamonam, the people in the general public, should not take that as a challenge of how can I get into that room? Because, of course, you know, they may, want, they, may, they, may, they, may not, they may have a blanket rule, we don't want to see anybody, but they probably forgot that, you know, I could walk in and make their day. That's something that people That's need to correct. keep in mind. And when you go in, you have to know exactly how to act. Sometimes the person's and uncomfortable. And how long to stay. person's uncomfortable. And, uh, so be gracious. Say, you know, say a few words and, and leave. A doctor walks in. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in rooms where a doctor walked in and uh, I was together with someone else. And I picked myself up and left. And the guy stayed there. So what are you doing here? Well, I, I'm here already. And it's not your business what's going on. You know, and, 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 and someone that's in the hospital, they're not feeling well. And there are certain things that are going on that they need privacy. And, uh, and they don't want to talk about. And a person needs to be very, very, uh, very particular and very, very concerned and very and knowledgeable exactly what not to say. Sometimes the most important thing in life is what, what, what not to say versus what to say. Someone's in the hospital. Someone feels, you know, some, there are people who want visitors, who need visitors. And you should visit them, and that's what Bikur Cholim means, visiting the sick. Right. But Bikur Cholim means to visit the sick and give what the sick needs. I mean, you know, the Talmud, the, the Gemara describes what various different uh, rabbis did for a, for a sick person, uh, sweeping the floor and, and, and other things. If that's what's needed, that's what's needed. It's not what, it's not what I need. I don't need to talk about what I need to talk about. Uh, you know, um, someone said, uh, I, was, I was also in the room of someone that was very, very ill, and the guy, this particular person walks in, so oh, my father was in the same hospital. So really? The guy said, the, 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 the sick person said, really? Really? What was his um, condition? And he describes his condition was actually the same exact, similar to, to, to what this person had. They were in the same oncology floor. And how's your father doing? Oh, he died. But it's a great hospital. This <laughs> <laughs> is what the person says. The person that's sick. <laughs> By the way, I've been criticized, rightfully so, for doing something even more simple than that, because I certainly would try to avoid bringing up other prognosis or, or medical results with, with a sick person in the room. But I've been told, don't walk into a hospital on a rainy day and complain about the weather. 
when this person is trapped in that hospital bed and would do anything, including giving their own right arm to walk outside and be in that inclement weather. Don't walk in and say, oh, you're lucky you're inside today because they do not feel like they're lucky to be inside today. And that's, that's a, a really That's simple, a really good point, but yeah. I, I think it goes with the whole conduct of how one should, right. um, how one should act. And uh, we have to... It's important to visit people in the hospital. Right. It's important we don't want to, to help. Right. We don't and many want patients to, welcome it. Many patients want the company. You know. And it's a, it's a very lonely place, the hospital. It's a very scary place. It's a very isolated place. My father, Fam- said, my father said that the who you knew, and you knew my father, my father said the Chavetz Chaim called hospitals the almighty's prison. And that's a very powerful Right, analogy. right, 100%. It's a scary place. And, yeah. and family members get very, very tired by taking care of right. loved ones in the hospital. Yeah, they're wiped and out. It's, and it's important by the to way, relieve them. Yeah, and you know I've had experiences in hospitals. You walk into a hospital for 10 minutes, responsible for a patient, or it's a draining experience. You're, you're wiped out. You walk into a hospital for a half-hour visit just to take care of something for your loved one, Anybody who's been in this knows it. It's just a draining experience. It is a building that saps you of your strength. Right. But they're, they're, you know, there are good people there, the staff. Sure. You have to, we have to be nice and courteous to the staff. I, I will tell you something. I'll tell you something very personally. I never said this publicly. Um, when my father, Oliver uh, Shalom, in blessed memory, was, was, was in the hospital, um, I, I think it was his first, his first illness. When I, so he was in a coma for... A month or two, literally, I think, I think about six weeks. Oh, yeah. Then he, then, then they brought him to a regular room. He was in ICU, and they brought him to a regular room. And I was with him for literally 24 hours straight. And it was Friday night. And I was exhausted, and my father was getting out of the coma, and he kept on popping out of bed and kind of screaming, and then screaming at me, and and, and acting. He he wasn't really himself. He was acting, uh, you know, it was violent, you right. know, and it was really. And I and I was getting I was getting nervous. I was getting upset. I didn't sleep for 24 hours, and I'm. I remember the stench of that of that of that of that disinfectant in the hospital. I can still smell it now, and I and I was like shaking my father, and a nurse came in, a non-Jewish nurse came in and said, "Rabbi, pick me up on my shoulders, leave." And I left, and then I went I went to sleep for two hours, and I was able to come back. I said I, I say to everyone, Kathy saved my olam haba, because if she didn't pull me out at that time, I don't I don't know exactly what a person's a person sure. just. just so there are good people there. I mean, the staff is good people. There, listen, yep. there are there are there are there are issues in a hospital, like in any system, and there are great uh, advocates for for Holen, for sick people. There are many good organizations. High Lifeline is one of them. There are many others of people that that can help you, and, and you should, uh, you know, ask for advice and ask for uh, and ask for help to advocate. Uh, you know, but it's a very difficult experience. Uh, you know, as you say. Uh, yep. It's not a the hospital. Is not a vacation. <laughs> not at all. And um, and we should mention that there are many, many wonderful hospital personnel, doctors and nurses from our community, which I'm sure makes you very proud. A lot of great people from our community. Extraordinary, extraordinary. Not to minimize any other communities, but you've met extra, many across extra, the board. Extraordinary. Yeah. And um, listen, we do have a very special community that uh, you know, people are visiting and people help. And uh, I've heard from many, many non. Jewish patients, how do I become Jewish to get all this help? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I register? Like? How do I change my name? <laughs> so, it's so, true, though. There's a lot of care being given by a lot of great organizations. All right, Simcha Scholar is here, founder of High Lifeline. All right, uh, today's an important day. How, what type of budget does High Lifeline have? If you were to be asked what their annual budget requirement is, I am assuming it is in the millions of dollars. It's about $28 million. 
But the close the, to thirty million dollars, right. and that's just our domestic budget. We're not even talking about the international. <sighs> but what's what has happened in the past four years? Our um, the our clients, our patients have increased between twelve to fifteen percent. Um, that's that's an awful lot, um, and every part of the organization is actually being taxed because fifteen percent increase in your client body, everything becomes. You know, maxed whether it's Camp Simple or Camp Simple Special, or it's our case manager, or it's Project High, or our staff, it's becoming maxed. So we're, we have this incredible increase that we know is going on right now, even in 2019. We see it happening, uh, you know, the first two, two and a half, three months. So we find ourselves in a very, very, um, very, very interesting position, you know. Bike for Chais and, and, and all of our fundraising have increased, and, and, and the community has been incredible, absolutely incredible. But, you know, the, if the fundraising is increasing 10% and the budget is increasing 15%, so after three years, it becomes a, you know, a situation that could you take another 15% increase. So what we decided to do is uh, create this uh, campaign right now to enlist 18,000 friends of ours uh, to help us um, alleviate this stress and be able to, for us to continue our growth. There's not a single person in, the, in, in, in our community that probably doesn't know someone who wasn't helped by High Lifeline, or clearly they can ask someone and they know somebody. So everyone here has been helped, and everyone has, 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 knows someone who has been helped. So we're asking for everyone to enlist for high, in a sense, to be able to help us more. And I think that this, the initial response has been incredible, uh, just from the ambassadors and the people that we're, you know, we've asked to help over the past, you know, leading up to the campaign today. I mean, thousands already have responded. So we were asking the, 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 the community to go on your phone and go to, Go on, um, go online and list for high and participate in this campaign so we, we can be able to continue to grow. And 18,000 is a legitimate, uh, realistic number. You can get to 18,000 over the next 48 hours. I hope so. I hope so. I, 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 I really do. I Listen, I know that there are more than 18,000 people listening to you today. <laughs> That's true. And I know there are more than 18,000 people that are listening to you that know of someone that was really helped by high life. By the way, I might argue that the majority of the people listening right now probably know someone now who's being helped by High Lifeline. Even if they don't know for sure, they can conjecture based on people in their synagogue, in their schools. 100%. They probably know someone who right yeah, now is being helped by High not, Lifeline. It's, between all the High Lifeline programs, it's, it's not feasible for someone not to know someone right. unless you're living in, right. in, uh, in Iceland where there, is a four, where there are four Jews, and I think we probably did have someone that came to Camp Simcha, I know from <laughs> one of these places that I can't even pronounce. But, but So we're asking... Our friends now, we're asking the people that know someone that was helped by Chai Life. We're asking the families that were helped years ago. That Baruch Hashem, thank God, they have children. P clients of ours that got married and have children. That's right. We're asking former staff members that understand the magic of Camp Simcha. The thousands and thousands of former staff members, our pride and joy, our, our alumni. We're asking our, our friends in the community. Now, you've been always been generous to us, but we're asking you this one time. And we have a matching campaign going on. 
and I think that we can uh, enlist these 18,000 people and raise significant funds, and I think we can really position ourselves to to you know to, to, to continue this growth. It's 48 hours to become one of the 18,000 supporters. It all starts today at noon Eastern time, which is just under four hours from now. It continues through Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. And again, if you go to the High Lifeline website, you will see the banner right there at the top of the page. Every donation will be doubled. Every donation will be doubled. I know that this sounds uh, uh, unnecessary to say, but I'll uh, say it nonetheless. If you give $180, your donation is really $360. Look how much it's increased and how much more significant it is because you went ahead and have given um, to Chai Lifeline. So again, be part of the 18,000. Enlist for Chai, that's what it's called. Enlist, Enlist, Enlist for Chai. You will see the young soldier that's on the correct. front, on the cover, on the uh, homepage. You'll see the young so- soldier encouraging everybody to become a Chai Lifeline precious warrior. Uh, we ask everybody to do so. By the way, silly question. I know it's silly, but I'm curious if there's an answer to it. Why the 15% increase? Why is it that we've had this significant increase? That's a good increase? question. Uh, that's a very good question. I don't. I cannot give you a scientific reason. Have there been other periods of time in the last 30 years where there's been quite a spike? Something that you and your office noticed? There have been spikes, yes, but not nothing like this in the past four years. Wow. Um could be a lot of different reasons you know it could be our community is growing it could be right. just the nature of, of, of the high lifeline beast is just more and more accessible uh you know as as we, we have and more and more sought after yeah we have 14 regional offices you know throughout the world uh, you know it's it's part and parcel it's not a new project i listen i was here many years ago when high lifeline was a dream right. and uh you had your good gracious uh, this has uh, you know allowed us to to spread the word today it's it's part and parcel of the community um so all of these things together, you know, uh, our community is growing. Uh, it, so things grow. The numbers grow, unfortunately, uh, in every category, including those who are ill and families that need high lifeline. Um, in the Mishpacha magazine article, it does uh, note, and I'm so glad they did, that um, you have had the opportunity because we, we sometimes do um, express tremendous sympathy for those who are involved 24 hours a day in very difficult situations. Thank God in your case, you have been the Masada Kedushin at staff members, excuse me, at patients who have recovered and have been able to start their own lives with a partner, uh, with a wife or a husband. You have, um, you have been the Sandik uh, for babies, for sons that had been born again to survivors, to patients who had with the help of High Lifeline and their families, really made it through and have gotten to it. So, so thank God. It is for you. It is not totally a depressed picture. It is one that that has extremes. But thank God you're able to celebrate very often. Baruch Hashem, you know, um, we're we're illness uh, recovery of, of of catastrophic illnesses have, have have really increased over the years. We you know we've seen a tremendous increase in people surviving. We've seen a tremendous increase of even those that have lifelong illnesses to be able to live uh, normal lives even in an abnormal situation. Now, we've created a situation where disability is a bad word. We only use the word different abilities. <laughs> there, we tell our, our campus and Camp Simple Special, everyone can play ball. Some people run to first base and some people wheel to first base. But everyone can do what they have to do. It doesn't make a difference where you sit. It makes a difference where you go. That's the key. And we, Baruch Hashem, are able to do this. It doesn't make a difference how you look. It's a make, it makes a difference how you feel. 
And that is, we, we've taken what is considered to be abnormality and made it normal. And this is the critical, the critical thing, that people are able to live. Today, you know, the survival rates have increased. Right. So the post-illness, post-traumatic stress or the post-illness has become much more complicated for us because it's much more larger. But we're able to help them and they're able to move into a normal, a normal way of life, you know. Illness has tremendous amount of stress on the family. Many, many marriages crack uh, during and after. But if you have situations like High Lifeline to, to, to keep it together as a safety net, then you know they kind of make it through, and then you're able to you know, you're able to dance at the wedding. You know, I, I, I have a, a a wedding to go to uh, you know next week that uh, you know they asked me to you know to come. You know, I. And you've shared with me uh, privately that um, you, you do everything possible to clear your schedule for those. And believe me, you, you have a busy schedule, and thank God there are a lot of weddings. But you do everything possible to show up and be part of it. And for that matter, I do everything possible for a, for a staff member for a council right. wedding. good point. Because uh, if the counselor invites me and calls me, I, I, no matter where, where it is, I try to go. Because the lifeline, the, the shama, the soul of our organization, of the Kem Simcha staff, the Kem Simcha alumni, the volunteers, that is the soul of High Lifeline. That is our ambassadors. Those are the people that, 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 that have taken our message and made it part of the Jewish community. All right, Simcha Scholar is here. Don't forget, if you go to the High Lifeline website, you'll see it all starts officially at 12 noon today, Eastern Time. You should be. Please make yourselves one of the 18,000 supporters, High Lifeline's Precious Warriors. Over the next 48 hours, every single donation will be doubled. Every single donation will be doubled. Go to highlifeline.org. You'll see the banner at the top of the page. Become one of 18,000 over the next 48 hours. Uh, list for Chai. Just go on and list for Chai. And list, list for Chai. For chai. Yeah, that's what it's called. List for Chai. Enlist uh, dot, for Chai. Dot org. Literally as if you're a soldier in the Chesed Army. Enlist for Chai. Uh, you see a lot of miracles. Any recent ones that you could share with us where the doctor said there's no hope and then, you know, eventually you saw a tremendous turn and you knew that Yad Hashem, the hand of God, uh, had answered the prayers of family and friends? You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I hear this stuff very frequently. Um, you know, there was a young girl that came in from Israel for uh, what they thought was a last-ditch effort and uh, the doctor said basically... Um, go home and uh, there's nothing I can do for you here. And the mother said, absolutely not. My, my child is going to live. And then she went across the street to a different doctor and the doctor said, listen, for a mother with such a determination, I'm going to try something, some experimental thing. And uh, well, Hashem, it, uh, it seems to be still be working. So, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I met somebody, we have a trip to Eretz Yisrael every year, a trip to Israel with a with a um, one parent and a child. It's kind of like a... Right. Thank you, God trip. Uh, so <laughs> I, I meet, uh, you know, some alumni there. And there's one, uh, there's one alumnus girl who's now 30 years old and married with two kids, and she's still uh, on the experimental treatment. <laughs> and alive and kicking. Unbelievable. So, you know something? In this, in this world, we need to go to the finest of doctors and the best doctors. We need to do our shtaldut. We need to do our effort. We need to do our research. We need to be responsible in what we do. And then we need to pray. And we need to hang on to God. And the ultimate success of everyone in this world is up to the Lord. And because I've seen children, the doctor said, don't worry about it. I can treat you. It's great. You're going to be fine. And boom. They had a, uh, an infection, and it was over. 
And then I've seen people that said, listen, you know, go ahead, go on top of the Empire State Building and jump, will be an easier death. And Baruch Hashem, the boy's married, children, and uh, it's a thing of the past, you know, and the only person that knows about it is me. Right. Also good to meet doctors that know they are only messengers of the one above. That's also a good uh, As you say, there are a lot of doctors today that, uh, you know, Jew and non-Jew alike, right. that, that really understand. And that, that realize uh, that. Right. That they have, um, you know, a, a lofty mission. A, a lofty mission. And, you know what uh, I found interesting in that Mishpacha magazine article, which as a camp person, I, I really appreciate it, but never really realized it until uh, I saw it in print. And that is the ability in the middle of the night for campers to share their fears and emotions with fellow campers, because we know what a camp atmosphere is like. It's much different than being home or not, you know, not being, right. not being in a 24 hour experience. And when you're in that 24 hour experience, you have an opportunity to, to schmooze with, to be comfortable speaking to a staff member or fellow campers and to really, you know, and that helps. That's therapeutic. It helps to just unload and get the, and get all those emotions out and, and regroup, recharge, you know, start again and, and realize that this battle is a long battle, but one I got to be prepared for. You were in Camp Simple. You saw the sure. magnificent facility that, that, that we have. And we, in the midst of building, uh, you know, new state-of-the-art, uh, they're not bunks, but they're like cottages, um, for these kids to to be able to stay. And, you know, you're talking about children that are very medically compromised, right. so they need, um, you know, room for, for the doctors to come in and for machinery, et cetera, et cetera. But, and the, and the winterized, because we use it during the winter also, but we still kept the same bunk-type atmosphere, for, <laughs> you know, for this reason, because we want them to feel like they're in a camp environment. And there's, uh, even though I'm not a camp person, uh, uh, my wife is a, uh, was a big camp person, um, it's funny, you know, I'm the camper. I'm not the camper, person, <laughs> I become this, but but that's how life goes. But uh, but you know that that camaraderie, that right. that 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 unity, that which is so special about a camp, you know. So these kids really feel at home, and they're really able to unload, and, and they're really able to, you know, they the relationship that they have with their counselor, it's lifelong friendships. I we have supporters of High Lifeline today major supporters that are still friendly with their camper of 25 years ago <laughs> amazing 25 <laughs> years ago and they and they become part of their life uh, it's just an amazing experience i mean forget about all the girls and boys that want to become counselors again right. we're never going to get into that conversation <laughs> <laughs> that's not for today <laughs> that's not <laughs> um it also must be revolutionary for a kid to discover in their first Camp Simcha experience that there are other kids going through the same thing. That must be a yes. really important step for them. And yes. it wouldn't happen if not for the camp environment. There's not a single child that's in that camp or that ever was in that camp that was in a school that had other kids like right. that kid. Maybe they had one other kid. Right, then it's an exception, right? It's every, every, this illness is, a, is an exception to the rule. Right. So you, anywhere you go, you're an exception to the rule. Right. You're isolated. Right. You're, you're not treated part of with it. kid gloves right, and, right, and right, dealt they're, with they're, differently right, and have, spoken to yeah, differently. Yeah. Here they come here, they're a regular kid. All right. They're a regular kid. But being bald is, is, is okay. Right. Having one leg is okay. No one looking at you as nebuch. Uh, you know, 
having a, a feeding tube is, is okay. Going to a doctor is okay. You know, you can get chemotherapy in the morning and, 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 and be, an activity, be in activity in the afternoon. You, you, can, you can be rushed to a hospital because you had an emergency on, two, on Monday and the doctors will, will perform their magic and you'll be back on, you know, on Wednesday night. And like, you, you know, you didn't miss a beat. There are kids that live every day of their life just to get back to Camp Simcha. You also, which is such an interesting way of putting it, I'll tell you, you also see that the famous statement that happiness is a choice is really a choice because who could have a better excuse to be down in the dumps and depressed than a 10, 12, 15-year-old kid who has whatever it is they have? Who has a better excuse? And what happens? We show up. For instance, we've been up at uh, Bike for High. We show up and meet these campers, and they're just the happiest people in the world. And it's just, it makes no sense, quote unquote. But then again, like I say, this is human nature where you get to decide if you're going to be happy or not. So if you put Camp Simcha together with the entire High Lifeline world, so that with this, the child and the family is not just energized for two weeks in the camp. But it's but they're but they're taken care of for fifty two weeks. Right. Then the camp becomes a you know, the, the camp experience is magnified to an incredible incredible experience. It's a it would be a great experience just for the just for the two weeks. When you put it together with the whole family, the whole family becomes a different type of family. The happiness is just not a momentary uh, you know inspiration. The, hap- the happiness becomes a lifestyle, and that is the key to, to you know to the high lifeline. And the, and the reason why we're talking today because we need to have more children come into you know come into that place come into that camp. We need to have more more children and families being helped by high life. Like, that means you probably have to expand the camp. We have to do all these things, right. and this is this is part and parcel of why we want people to enlist for high. We want people to enlist for high. A, you're supporting us, and B, you're showing us your solidarity. This mitzvah is for everyone. It doesn't fall upon just a few hundred employees and a few thousand volunteers. It's for every member of our community. Who's the chairman or chairwoman of Enlist for Chai? Is there somebody that's at the top of this list as a lay leader? Or is that you? Who's as the commander in general? Yeah, commander or is that you as, uh, as uh, founder of the organization? <laughs> Nobody's been designated to be the... Uh... Five star general, or uh... listen, I bought you a, a, a t shirt. Oh, that's it, me. It, it has five stars. Holy cow, <laughs> Holy cow. I didn't realize that <laughs> just by accepting it, I had accepted a role like that. Everybody out there, enlist for Chai. Go to the Chai Lifeline website, highlifeline.org, starting officially at 12 noon today, Eastern Time. You can enlist for Chai, and every single time you donate, yeah, why not multiple times? Why not? Every time you donate, your donation will be doubled. 50 is 100, 100 is 200, 180 is 360, 10,000 is 20,000. There's no limit. Enlist for Chai. Go to the Chai Lifeline website, highlifeline.org. the first thing you will see uh, when you get to that home page. Join the fight and help Chai Lifeline get to 18,000 supporters over the next 48 hours from 12 noon Eastern time today until 12 noon Eastern time on Thursday, and we've had this pleasure of speaking to our by Simcha Scholar. I could speak to you for God knows how many more hours about this stuff uh, here this morning at JM and the AM, and I hope that, in fact, 18, more than 18,000 people, I God hope, willing. come through over the next we're Very, very, we're, we're very confident. We know the Jewish community. We know our community appreciates the work of Chai Lifeline, uh, and um, we know that they will um, support us, and we know... Most of all, they will support they will support the high warriors, which are the children themselves. Yeah, they are children. They are rather warriors who are uh, extremely brave, very courageous, and a scholar gets to see them on a daily basis, just how brave and courageous they are. I am dedicating this conversation, Le'ilu Nishmas, Harav Moshe Yonab, and Harav Zev Halevi, 
My brother was somebody that Rabbi Scala knew very, very yeah, well. Different. His yard site was the fourth of Adar one. Today is the fifth of Adar two. Oh, wow. But the reason I'm doing it is because every single time we mention on this show getting screened for esophageal cancer or for colon cancer, or any of the simple screenings that are available out there, it seems every time we do it, someone then calls us and says that they or their relative went ahead and followed our advice, and Baruch Hashem, whatever they have, was caught very, very early. So let's save some lives, not just by giving money, but by reminding everybody that there are endoscopies available, colonoscopies available, and Rabbi Scholar has seen the suffering, as I did personally, of somebody who is in stage four cancer. And if we can prevent even one person from that type of suffering, then it's worth all these announcements and all these reminders. So. Maisha was a very uh, important influence in my life. It's for a different conversation. <laughs> but uh, oh, was, In, in I, fact, <laughs> one of your best stories has to do with Purim, so it's That's funny right. it's this time of <laughs> year. Right. But anyway. Let's not talk about <laughs> right. that right now. <laughs> Rabbi Simcha Scholar, founder of High Lifeline, uh, we wish him all the Hatzlacha in the world and getting 18,000 people to enlist for Chai. Go to the website, highlifeline.org, and really step it up starting at 12 noon Eastern time today. The campaign goes for 48 hours, and everything you give is doubled. Thank you, Rabbi Scholar. Thank you, Nachum. Freilich and Purim to you, and good luck with the campaign. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
ומשמיעים בגידו יחד בכל, ומשמיעים בגידו יחד בכל, דברי אלוקים חיים ומלך עולם, כולו מועמדים בדום עולם, ומשמיעים בגידו יחד בכל, ומשמיעים בגידו יחד בכל, דברי אלוקים חיים ומלך עולם. J.M. in the A.M. Mordechai Shapiro with Kulam here on a J.M. in the A.M. broadcast. Um, uh, before that, Michal Przansky with Mitzvah Haba. Well, I um, we spent a lot of time with her by scholar here at the J.M. in the A.M. I, I hope everybody out there will have an opportunity 
to give starting at 12 noon today and make it a very, very successful campaign. Go to highlifeline.org. Highlifeline.org. You'll see the enlist for high information. And again, let's hope that it's a very, very successful campaign. JMNAM Tuesday. I uh, want to thank those who have been commenting on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Um, some of the people who've been uh, some of the people who've been um, commenting on the app have commented regarding the interview, and I appreciate that very much. I want to thank uh, Aaron's Casino Farms. When NSN was on the road in Israel, Aaron's Casino Farms uh, sponsored us, and um, you make sure to take Aaron's Casino Farms on the road with you this Pesach for all your Pesach needs. There is a, a brand new Hava Java at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. Check it out. We wish them a Mazda on that. A brand new Hava Java that is now part of the uh, Aaron's Casino Farms experience in Queens, New York. Hey, a week from today, we'll be at the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston, New Jersey. One week from today, we are at the Kushner, the Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey. We are um, extremely excited. There's nothing like a school show, and there's nothing like a school show the week of Purim. We're sure it's going to be great. So get ready. The Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey, welcome JM in the AM. And again, it's happening a week from today on Tuesday, two days before Purim, uh, right here at JM in the AM. Here's Avramel, Avram Fried at JM in the AM. Hallelujah. 
Listen to your slow heartbeat. Listen to your slow heartbeat. Your every move is a rhythm to me. Your highs and lows like a melody. Your crazy friends like a symphony. They say chaos, I hear harmony. Flowers bloom, they grow so fast. People say I live in the past. But time she's crazy, I never know what she'll do. That's why I want to spend some time with you. So slow down. Selling on the streets. Oh, Tom, she's crazy. I never know what she'll do. That's why I wanna spend some time with you. So slow down. J.M. in the A.M. That's the eighth day here on a Tuesday morning. We'll wrap things up with a little bit of uh, brand new Eight-Ton Cats at J.M. in the A.M. Da 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 da
Brand new Aton Cats. We're working on getting him into studio here at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JMM. I thanks to Rabbi Simcha Scholar. Plenty more tomorrow. Alan Fagan of the OU is scheduled to be here in studio at JMM. We are very much looking forward to it. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.